Insects are all around us. Many live right under our noses and are just waiting to be discovered. In spite of their small size, insects are among the most interesting and adaptable creatures on planet Earth. We have close encounters with them every day, whether we realize it or not. To most people, these creatures are just bugs. But to entomologist Dr. Tim Gibb, they are spineless wonders. And he's here to help you look beyond the bug to the fascinating life of the insect. Dr. Tim will see you now. I don't spend a lot of time pondering what might cause the end of our world as we know it, be it an asteroid colliding with a knocking Earth out of orbit, a rogue black hole appearing out of nowhere and sucking the world into its inescapable and unforgiving clutches, a massive volcanic eruption filling the atmosphere with dust and debris, blocking the sun from warming the earth and stopping all vegetative photosynthesis, a worldwide disease epidemic for which no cure can be found, or something man-made such as sudden nuclear war with massive radiation covering the planet, or pollution-caused climate changes that slowly but irreversibly destabilize Earth's global ecosystems. Whatever the cause, the end result is the same for human existence. Not a pleasant thought, and that's why I don't like to dwell on it. What is more interesting to me is to think about what might be left and about what non-human life forms that doomsday theorists predict will be the last to perish. General consensus is that humans are comparatively quite fragile and that cockroaches are most favored to be the last man standing in an apocalyptic world. Now that gets me thinking. When it comes to insects, it's worth taking time to ponder the why. Why is it that cockroaches are predicted to inherit the earth? I'm sure that you've also spent a lot of time wondering the same thing. What is it about cockroaches that make them so evolutionarily hardy? Let me first mention that not all cockroaches are the same. We tend to lump them all together as pests, when in fact there are more than 4,800 species of cockroaches in the world, nearly as many as all mammal species combined. Yet, when humans speak of cockroaches, they usually consider only a small handful, those abhorrent hospital pests that have adopted to live with human societies. They're called paradomestic, meaning that they live in and around human habitations. We could and maybe should spend more time talking about the value of the 99.9% .9 of roaches that live elsewhere and are not human pests. Sadly, human nature is to cold shoulder the good ones and spend 99.9% .9 of our time talking about the 0.1% that have become pests of people. And I'll follow that suit. Topping the list of pestiferous paradomestic roaches in North America are these four species. The American, Oriental, Brown-Banded, and German cockroaches. 
You'll notice right off that the majority of these are named after countries or geographical areas. And that's unfortunate because cockroaches have a reputation of being filthy, dirty, disease-spreading vermin that we would be better off living without. And not so with countries. We really need a more inclusive, accepting, and welcoming world where every group of people is valued and assisted. Naming repulsive pests after countries does not further that cause. I also point out that just because a name is given to an organism does not always depict its true origin. For example, although the American cockroach is a major pest in the United States, evidence suggests that it arrived in the Americas by way of hitchhiking on ships from tropical Africa. The exact origin of the oriental roach is debatable, but not thought to be from the Orient at all, but rather from southern Russia. Likewise, the German cockroach, which was previously believed to be a native of Europe, is now considered to have originated in Southeast Asia. When country names are arbitrarily assigned to pests, it becomes easy to infer that these countries are responsible for nefariously planting or introducing them as a part of a secret plot to destroy our lives, and nothing could be further from the truth. What is true is that cockroaches, especially paradomestic ones, have always moved via international trade to invade homes, hospitals, and restaurants throughout the world. Because they feed on decaying garbage, refuse, and trash, they can passively transport disease-causing pathogens wherever they travel. They contaminate our food supplies and our living spaces. In addition, cockroaches are linked with human allergies. An alarming percentage of asthma patients show sensitivity to cockroach allergens. And this means that allergic responses can be triggered by cockroach dander and also that cockroaches, even if not always visible, infest many more buildings than we realize. As a group, cockroaches have broadly oval but flattened bodies that allow them to squeeze into tight nooks and crannies. Their heads are characteristically tucked under their thorax as if always looking down at their feet. They have large eyes and long, flexible antennae to sense their environment because most are active in dark places or times. The two larger species, American and Oriental, are one to two inches long, dark, reddish-brown, and shiny in appearance. Both can live out of doors but scavenge for water and scraps of food found in trash and human waste typically in basements, crawl spaces, sewers, and other man-made underground cavity areas where it's dark and humid. Adult German and brown-banded cockroaches grow to only a half inch in length and are overall light brown in color. German roaches are marked with two dark stripes running lengthwise to the body, suggestive of stripes on a soldier's pants. Brown-banded cockroaches get their name from two distinctive darker bands running across their wings and abdomen like a belt. 
Both German and brown-banded roaches live exclusively with humans. They don't live out of doors. They're active at night and elicit panicked screams and minor but embarrassing mishaps of incontinence when they scatter in short bursts due to a middle-of-the-night flip of a light switch. Both are easily and unknowingly moved by people between homes, apartments, hospitals, grocery stores, and kitchens through produce, packaging, and furniture. When cockroaches do invade, and they always will be with us because that's what they do best, step back, take a deep breath, and realize that their presence is not the end of the world. They can be largely managed by eliminating their food, water, and habitat. Knowing the facts about where paradomestic roaches live and reproduce will help when it comes to controlling them. Targeting both indoor and outdoor areas is prudent for American and Oriental roaches. On the other hand, when infestations of German or brown-banded roaches occur, decluttering and sanitation should be the backbone of control efforts. Sticky traps can be used to monitor or reduce population size. Exclusion practices such as sealing cracks and crevices and maintaining the structural integrity of buildings will reduce infestations. In recent years, new roach control strategies and even new classes and formulations of insecticides have become available. Chief among these are improved baits and baiting technologies that, when used in combination with the above measures, can eliminate rather than just reduce roach infestations in many buildings. All four of the paradomestic roaches mentioned above are notoriously hard to kill. They're secretive, they're nocturnal, they're smelly, and flat-out ugly. These characteristics and habits are what make them disgusting to most non-entomologists. But they're especially adaptable insects, and that's what gives roaches the edge in the struggle to survive and the probability of inheriting the earth. Cockroaches are an ancient group dating back at least 320 million years. And if past performance is an indicator of future survival, they're going to be around for a long time. I have concluded that six adaptations make them especially likely to survive. Number one, roaches live in filth and disease and so have developed immunity to more diseases than other animals. They're naturally prepared to survive a pandemic. Number two, cockroaches are from the dark side. In fact, their scientific name, blotta, in Latin means an insect that shuns the light. This makes them well-suited for underground environments, which are natural bunkers. They're safe there from whatever calamities might be happening above ground. Number three, cockroaches are naturally temperature-resistant. They can withstand extremely warm or cold temperatures, allowing them to live in places from the tropics to the Arctic. Number four, cockroaches are not picky eaters. 
They are omnivorous and happy eating just about anything or nothing. They can survive up to a month without food and are able to survive indefinitely on limited resources, such as the glue from the back of a postage stamp or wallpaper. Number five, cockroach reproduction is extremely efficient and exponential. They can live up to a year, during which time the females may produce several hundred offspring. In some cases, a female needs only to be pregnated once to lay eggs for the rest of her life. Number six, cockroaches have a 15-fold higher resistance to radiation than do people. Cells are most vulnerable to the effects of radiation when they're dividing, and a cockroach cells divide most actively during molting, and since not all cockroaches molt at the same time, many would be unaffected by an acute burst of radiation. Whatever the cause, I imagine the end of the world to be an unsightly mess. And if the only thing left to inherit the earth is cockroaches, well, they're welcome to it. I reckon that we should concentrate our energies on preserving the world, not just surviving it. We should spend less time categorizing and blaming others, and instead spend more time appreciating that we are all inhabitants of planet earth, and that we all have positive contributions to make. If we all work together now to preserve Mother Earth, we might avoid having to worry about cockroaches taking over in the future. This has been Dr. Tim with another Spineless Curiosity. Be sure to tune in next month for another Spineless Wonder. Thank you.